All right, Ulysses, it's a Wednesday, and we figured it'd be time for another edition of Midweek Mailbag. We love mailbag questions, so let's uh, get through two of them, and then you have a little surprise for me, which I'm really excited about, so get started right now. are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. Be sure you check us out on YouTube and all podcasting platforms as well. Follow our social media accounts, Locked On Rays on Twitter and Instagram, and you can email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Speaking of emailing us, we have a couple great mailbag questions here. This one from Jeff in Dunedin. Uh, He says, any chance of these moves happening for next year? First base Edwin Rios, third base, Evan Longoria, trade Randy Rosarena, sign Brandon Drury, add Michael Chavis, and or add a veteran third starter. So what I gather from Jeff's question there is uh, not all of those things coming true, but one or more of those things coming true for the Rays. Hmm. Okay. Good. Because I, I had read it like as if all of them would be happening. And I'd be like, wow. That's yeah, a, that's that's a hefty. Uh, Let, let's reframe list. it. Let, let's reframe it this way. Out of everything that Jeff mentioned there, the Rays get Edwin Rios or Evan Longoria or trade Randy or sign Brandon Drury or add Michael Chavis or add a veteran third starter. Out of all those scenarios, which of those do you consider to be the most likely for the Rays? I think it's hands down the veteran uh, starter. I think that's for okay. sure going to happen. I would be very surprised. I would I would flip it. I would be very surprised if it didn't happen. If they didn't go ahead and, and get a Charlie Morton type guy, a Rich Hill, Michael Walker, Corey Kluber type guy, that would be that would be very um, surprising to me uh, for, for okay. them to just go. Because when you look at the at the rotation, the rotation's looking pretty nice. You know, with McClanahan and Glass now, Springs, Rasmussen, it's really it's really great. It's top heavy. Let, but mm-hmm. let's remember, just like we've talked about in, in previous player reviews, how many innings can you expect from Tyler Glass now coming back from injury? How many innings can you expect from a Jeffrey Springs who just basically doubled at anything that he had ever done in professional right. ball? Uh, Rasmussen also, that was his first year as a starter. Do you expect him to keep growing? McClanahan, didn't he show fatigue? How many innings do you expect out of him? So it's just like a foregone conclusion that you need a guy, whoever – that guy is a veteran that could possibly post for 120, 130 innings. Doesn't have to be, you know, shiny ERA. It can just be a 450 if you want, you know, ERA kind of guy, a fifth starter. Nothing fancy. I know people would hate to get a Michael Walker from 2021 back. Right. But I could see that happening. And also the loss of Ryan Yarbrough and the innings whether good or bad that he ate up, that is something that has to be filled. And this has been an ongoing theme 
for the Rays over the last several years of adding some sort of veteran presence in the starting rotation, be it Charlie Morton, be it Michael Waka, Rich Hill, uh, Chris Archer, whether it works out or not, Corey Kluber. So it seems like that's something that they've really targeted. Uh, now, my secondary question to you would be, do you have a name or uh, a a roundup of names in mind. I mean, there's Wade Miley, there's Zach Elflin, there's Rich Hill, Stripling, Granke, Waka, Heaney, Syndergaard, Mike Miner, Jordan Lyle, Drew Smiley, Matthew Boyd, Joe Ross. I mean, that's just kind of running up and down the kind of the midpoint of guys that compiled between a, you know, one and a half to three and a half four. look, they're not going out and get in uh, Justin Verlander or Carlos Rodon or anything like that. So uh, we have to also, again, that, that maybe one year guy for eight to 10, $11 million. Andrew Heaney had a really nice backup season uh, or comeback season rather, or whatever you want to call it season if for 2022 after really struggling mightily in 2021. So maybe the Dodgers figured out something that the race could also employ or that Andrew right. now knows what to do or what not to do. That would be really nice. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm on the, I'm always going to want characters in the clubhouse. I think Zach Granke is a tremendous character. He would have yeah. so much to offer a glass now. I'm a Clanahan, just like this is how you do it. This is how I've done it. And he wouldn't even say it. He would just show them. It would be a show and tell. It would be kind of like a creative writing class where they, you know, the teacher tells you, don't, don't tell me, show me, mm-hmm. you know, when you're writing. That that's exactly I think how Zach operates in the clubhouse. He just does it, and then they all drink it in. I think that would be really right. really cool. Um, and I think if I'm not mistaken, he's had really good um, starts in Tropicana Field, but that might just be my mind playing tricks on me. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, so maybe that could be something yeah. that would be intriguing for him to kind of go to a potential playoff team rather than a potential seller team in the, and I believe he is a, yeah. And I believe he's a, uh, central Florida Orlando area native. So it could also make sense in that regard. If he still has a habitat in the area or family that lives in the area too. So it could make it that much easier of a decision. Now going back to Jeff's uh, comment and or rundowns there, uh, out of all those potential moves, which is the most likely, okay, we have that out of the way, which do you think would be the least likely, whether it's adding Edwin Rios for first base, adding Longo for third, trading Randy, signing Brandon Drury, or Michael Chavis? That's a tough one because the least likely I can also put it into because I hate it the most. Um, Right. (laughs) Like, do not sign Michael Chavis. Do not do this. He's a yeah. career. If you're going to go through that, you might as well have just kept G-Man Choi. Like if that's what we're doing here. Yeah. I mean, he is just not a player that I would want be to be wearing a Rays uniform unless the Rays were, I don't know, if it was 2005 and we're right. just not committing to winning. I'm not. Michael Chavez is out. Like I don't, I don't want that. Um, but besides like he played 129 games for the Pirates. There's not a guy that would play 129 games with those numbers that he put up with with the race. Like, there's just that. That's well, just I, I think the 
the thing for the Pirates is they added G-Man Choi to help replace or take away production from Michael Chavis. Like that would have been the the move there. So yeah, so. That, that's the one I'm I'm not um, I'm not sold on whatsoever, Jeff. Uh, and I've talked about this one before. The trade, Randy. I mean, I understand the Rays are going to always listen to to deals. Like we we've talked about the untouchables that the race have and and how it's not 10 players people it's about like mm-hmm. maximum three maximum three um yeah. everybody else uh, they can listen on offers i don't believe randy is an untouchable i think if the right package is presented to them they will pull the trigger but the issue with randy is he was your second best productive hitter last year so if he's gone Again, where are you getting the production from? And don't tell me like, oh, well, you know, the, the conglomeration of other players. Yada. We, we saw that play out in 2022, people. Let's not have amnesia here. That's exactly what right. happened with, with Austin Meadows. Austin Meadows is gone. And then we were said, oh, well, the young guys are going to step up in a conglomeration. And then they're going to, you know, put some pop and, 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 and they're going to be good offensively. That didn't happen. Once you lose that offensive production, where is it coming from? So trading Randy, unless you're getting another type of production like that right away in a one for one type deal, which is really never really seen in baseball nowadays, the one for one, you have a need. I have a need. Let's trade for, it. I think actually just happened yeah. with the Jace and, and the Mariners with Teoscar Hernandez and uh, a reliever. I'm, I'm blanking on his name. But the Jays need bullpen uh, bullpen help. The the Mariners yeah. wanted some out, outfield thump. Boom. That's a one-for-one need trade. Awesome. Good for them. I, I don't think the Rays would do a one-for-one trade for Randy. They would do a package. And then again, you're stuck in the same place where where are we getting the offense from. Right. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting there. And uh, I guess uh, if you're a Rays fan... I'm glad you mentioned the Teoscar Hernandez one less power bat that uh, the Rays pitch has to deal with that uh, Blue Jays lineup. I will say, and, and we'll move on here, but um, again, it's a name that seems to have continuously popped up among Rays fans. We know about the Evan Longoria thing, but Brandon Drury, and I know he doesn't necessarily bring all the splash and pizzazz of some of the other uh, free agents or, or guys that, that could be made available, but uh, I, I'm getting some, and it's not a fair comparison to say he's, you know, the next Jose Bautista, but a guy who is a little bit of a late bloomer in a sense of, okay, he finally, you know, it, it takes him till he's 29, 30 years old till he fits in and settles in. And you had the whole COVID-19 pandemic. He's moved around from place to place. So, um, maybe it was just a, you, some guys need a little bit more time to marinate than others. Not to say that, uh, you know, he's going to light the world on fire, but I could see him, um, if this was something that the Rays were interested in of, if he post 140, 145 games that he'll give you, um, 20 to 24 home runs, something along those lines. So, um, that's, a. Uh, I'll be very interested to see how his uh, career arc continues uh, going forward with that. So uh, now uh, we have another mailbag question, but before we get to that, Ulysses, we have to tell the audience about Simply Safe. 
Well, if you've thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now because Locked On Race listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Okay. And in an emergency, 24 7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get priority police response. So do not miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we would recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system. At simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. Again, this is their biggest discount of the year. So do not wait. That's 50% off at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. All right. This uh, next question is from Brian Stark, who is uh, very prodigious with reaching out to us. Um, and his question is very, very simple and concise. Free agent targets, question mark. And he lists a list of names on offense and list a list of names on the pitching side of things as well. So uh, we'll run through them here. Uh, Josh Bell, Trey Mancini, Josh Harrison, Jonathan VR. Andrew Benintendi, Robbie Grossman, Mitch Haniger, Jock Peterson, Tyler Anderson, Danny Duffy, Michael Lorenzen, David Price, Trevor Williams. Uh, Ulysses, out of those names, I guess, if you want to focus on the offensive side of things and then the pitching side of things, any of those tickle your fancy or you think have a legit uh, chance of being in a Rays uniform in 2023? I think as all baseball fans have a soft spot for this guy, I do as well. Trey Mancini, his story mm-hmm. is, is one that uh, I, I really, I mean, it, it's amazing what he has gone through. He's coming off, I think, what some people might say an, a so-so year. But if you look at the splits between what he did in Baltimore and then what he did with Houston, it's very intriguing because – he had a 77 WRC plus with the Orioles and the slash line wasn't that pretty. Uh, but with the Orioles prior to the trade, he had a 116 WRC plus. So that's, that's more than what? Uh, 33, almost 50 points uh, right. uh, different. So that that's the, the change in scenery that the not being able to kind of, um, get a rapport with with people and the new clubhouse all of the things that entail being a human being as well and changing mm-hmm. scenery and, and and not having your own home those things actually affect you uh if uh if i have to bet race for a two-year kind of a charlie morton-esque deal which is what i I've wanted, I've, I've looked for, you know, if Charlie Moore is given a 15 year per year for two years and that next year he was a, that first year with the race, he was a third place finisher for the American League Cy Young. Can't right. we do that with the offensive part of, of the team of the construction? Can you give, can you get a guy that could potentially be a top 10 MVP finisher in that same uh, monetary range and i think trey mancini could put up those numbers and again he does fill a need that the race do want he has pop he has a career 
108 WRC plus 265 batting average 457 slug. I before the the trade again he had a 751 OPS um, mm-hmm. with with the Orioles. So if there's one guy that I, I could see the price being kind of down because of what happened in Houston and and not the the longevity of years for him and matches what the Rays are looking for a first baseman DH guy corner outfield type of guy. I think Trey Mancini could be the answer. Yeah, and I think that's something that the Rays may look at and target as a guy who has shown it previously in his career, but for one reason or another has, you know, didn't end the 2022 season as hot as they should have or were expected to. So being able to get a little bit of a bargain and a bounce back type of player or scenario. Um, I know that uh, the Rays have been rumored or tied or connected with Dominic Smith. That's another example of a player like that, or, you know, a guy that, um, that Brian Stark mentioned here that I would absolutely love to see in a Rays uniform is Josh Bell. He did not do well when he was in a Padres uniform, but every experience before that has gone pretty swimmingly for him. Um, and you talk about, uh, a primo professional hitter, uh, from both sides of the plate that doesn't strike out that much. And yeah, you'd probably expect a little bit more power for a guy his size. Still, I, I love, I absolutely love what he brings and could bring to the table. I guess I'm a little bit worried about um, his size and and how that wears on uh, his body as he slips into his fi- uh, 50s, uh, into his 30s. Um, but Trey Mancini, no, I think that that would be a, a real fun get. Now, let me uh, let me add a little bit of a, a twist of that. Would you rather the Rays go out this offseason and sign Trey Mancini or Evan Longoria? Mm. Interesting. Interesting. I think the um, if you're just talking about pure production, I think Trey Mancini would be the answer. Um, right. But if you are looking at it more of a marketing campaign and you want to tug at people's uh, heartstrings and you want to get some billboards up and more butts in the seats and all that and 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 fun little clips you can do with social media then then it would be evan longoria right certainly and um i don't disagree with that and and one thing that also works in trey mancini's favor yes he did um have his uh, best offensive time with the Astros, but Hey, he won a ring and he experienced what it means to be on a winning team and going through the postseason and the ebbs and flows and the ups and downs and what it actually takes and what has to happen in the clubhouse and the front office and with the coaching staff to be able to make it to the pinnacle there. So I think that's something that adds to a lot as far as his cachet. Whereas let's be honest, when he was playing with the Orioles, he didn't know what it was like to play on a winning team. So now he does. He does have that experience under his belt, which can count for a lot. Additionally, uh, playing for the Orioles the last uh, half decade um, or a little bit longer than that. Um, he's got a, he, he knows what it's like to face all the ALS, uh, all the AL East teams and all the AL East ballparks. And I think that counts for something and means something if, uh, he played for the Rays. It's not like he's going to get blindsided um, in, in playing in Yankee Stadium or Fenway Park or uh, playing in the Trop or playing where the Blue Jays play, whatever it may be. 
Yeah, which I think is a huge plus because those are environments that cannot be recreated. They can be recreated by, you know, playing at, you know, Marlin Stadium or, I don't know, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, you know, like the right. Tennessee Park. You know, it doesn't – it's not the same. And besides, he was in a team that swept the Yankees when they were at the most – at their most – feverish and loudest this year in that uh in that playoff uh series i know people that might not like trey mancini uh which i don't know why but they would say oh well he really struggled in the the, the playoffs okay but did you see his tremendous snag at first yeah. base like the guy didn't let the 0 for 17 eat him up in, in in the biggest stage of his career as a first baseman that 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 tells me something that tells me something yes. and, and it's a good thing uh, so I, I would be okay with not okay. I would, I would be really happy if that were to happen, where Trey Mancini does don a, a raise uniform. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football, basketball, soccer, esports, and more. BetOnline.net has it covered it is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix you should know that by now so head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online it is where the game starts all right ulysses we uh, got through those two uh mailbag questions from great listeners out there and uh, we have a little bit of time here so i just wanted to bring something to your attention and throw it out and this may be uh, a future episode throughout the course of the off season but i heard and saw in red where the 2023 hall of fame ballot is out and there's a lot of new names on the ballot list so i'm gonna run through them real quickly and without doing any research or background information uh after i read all these names i want you to uh tell me whether any of these players will eventually be hall of famers be inducted into the hall of fame or if none of them will be inducted into the hall of fame at some point so the newbies to the ballot are bronson arroyo red's great uh carlos beltron matt kane R.A. Dickey, Jacoby Ellsbury, Andre Ethier, J.J. Hardy, John Lackey, Mike Napoli, Johnny Peralta, Francisco K-Rod Rodriguez, Houston Street, Jared Weaver, and Jason Worth. I don't know. Did I mention Carlos Beltran already? I wanted to yeah, throw him I think out third in the list. Okay. First. So I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Uh, first year on the ballot, dudes. Uh, any of those guys ring the bell as far as yeah, this guy's eventually going to be inducted into the HOF. I think two of Royo. Yeah, go ahead. I think I think two of those guys. Definitely will. Okay. Um, I think people are going to point out to the cheating scandal for Carlos Beltran for the first seven years, but he's going to get in. I think people are going to right. just kind of say, hey, like that was one year of his playing career. Everything else is shiny. Are we going to dock him for that? Maybe they do. Maybe I'm wrong on this, and maybe the, the writers are just like, nope. 
Mm-hmm. That's just the same as steroids. I don't know, but I do think I do think that they will kind of have the Kevin Weiss approach, which you've mentioned uh, for Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, which is yeah, let him sweat. You cheated. Let let Barry sweat. Let Roger sweat. And then on the tenth year, all right, here you go. You you, you, right. you got it in. So I think maybe that's what happens with Carlos Beltran. Fair. And uh, let's also note that Carlos Beltran, 70.1 career war, uh, 435 homers, nine-time All-Star Rookie of the Year, and, of course, the 2017 World Series champion. If you want to list an asterisk on that, you certainly can. Uh, and then the other name, I think where you're, I think I know where you're going on this other name, but uh, who is it? Uh, I assume no. it's, not, uh, it's not John Lackey. It's not the best baseball gif ever, which is John Lackey saying blank and then saying gosh darn in letter. Yes. Have you seen that gif? It's the best. I, I, I believe I have, yes. Um, I, 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 there's no, I could watch that gif a hundred times in a row and I will laugh wholeheartedly with my belly aching every time I watch that gif. That gif, is, it's just, it hits the spot. Um, right. If you do think that you know who I'm going for, I want you to tell me why you think uh, I would pick that particular player. Um, I think you would pick this particular player because, uh, well, he gets the Venezuelan bump and the Caracas bump as well. But um, not just that. I mean, that counts for a little, little something, something. But I think the fact that uh, – Fourth all-time in career saves uh, adds to that as well, behind just Mariano Rivera, Trevor Hoffman, and Lee Smith. Yeah, six-time All-Star. Um, I, I literally know that. Six-time All-Star. Uh, and, and he does have, I believe it was in 2008 or 2009. That I don't know for sure, but I think it was 2008, I'm going to say, where he did the single-save uh, record um, at the time. So that that's 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 pretty impressive. Uh, right. I think those accolades speak for themselves. I think people are going to not like the fact that he was kind of let go of the closer uh, role as he aged and kind of become a setup man. Sometimes he would close, sometimes not. Mm-hmm. You know, guys above him on that list were always you know, the closer. I mean, Mariano didn't, you know, set up anybody else or Trevor Hoffman didn't set up for anybody else. I don't think Lee Smith did that either. Right. So maybe they, they'll give him a knock. And if people are just war um, aficionados, then they're not going to like that. You know, he's a reliever that what scratches around 30, I'm guessing. So yeah, 24, 32? which again, it's not, oh. not fair at all to relievers. I mean, yeah, we might as well throw that out the window. Yeah, so those are my two picks. Is is there anybody that may, maybe I missed uh, uh, in your perspective? No, I think that's, uh, that just about covers it. I think there's a lot of Hall of Good, Hall of Very Good, but not any other Hall of Famers um, in that regard. It really, I don't even think it's close. I don't think there's anybody else that really even scratches the surface out of those names that we listed. I mean, I've been, I haven't... I haven't looked at this very closely, but I don't know if anybody else on that list, again, you know, using war as the metric here that, you know, cracks 30, 35 war. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, there it is. Yeah. Uh, and if you have a chance, uh, look at the numbers 
uh, for yourselves. Uh, if you think there is a, a third Hall of Famer out of those newbies, uh, we we definitely uh, love to hear your perspective and insight uh, on that for sure. But I think that eventually, yes, Carlos Beltran and eventually Francisco Rodriguez uh, will make it into the Hall. Uh, thank you for making the Lockdown Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On Sports Today podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.